everybody, and welcome to episode 174 of the Savvy Girls podcast. This is Melanie, and I'm podcasting from Regina, Saskatchewan. This is Christine, and I'm also podcasting from Regina, Saskatchewan. Who's Christine? You'll know soon. (laughs) So it's a sunny day, so there's no cause for knitting or crochet. So put them away, go out in the sun, and enjoy the show. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. So I'm here in Regina, and Deborah is not. She is far away, not podcasting in, in, in New York right now. But I found a, a different Deborah. Her name is not Deborah. <laughs> uh, it's Christine, or Stitch This Freud on Ravelry. She's basically new Deborah for the week. Yay! And you don't look like her at all. No. At all. Um, she's blonde and really cute and has this cute little nose ring, which is super edgy. Deborah doesn't have one. Nope. I guess not. Nope. I guess not. Um, and you also have something here that is not knitting. So no, it's crochet. Maybe talk about that. Uh, well, this isn't anything super exciting, but it is the crochet that I did during your show. But did you notice I didn't look at it at all? Oh, like during the show I performed? Yes. I did notice you were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice you didn't look at it. Let's I see. didn't look at it's it. It's a dishcloth. Well, it's going to be a blanket. With but. holes for the bugs. Sure. You can it's watch. a blanket. It's, it's a blanket. part of, um, there's a project going on called uh, 20 million, or sorry, 60 million trebles, which trebles are the UK term for double crochet. I don't know why. They have different terms. And uh, there's a group, in, mostly in the UK, but around the world, that's making blankets and um, sending them to refugee camps and also uh, refugee resettlement agencies around the UK um, and they were trying to make they, they were originally planning to do a big yarn bombing in London. Mm-hmm. They were going to put it all together into like one giant blanket uh-huh. for a big event this summer and then they realized that they wouldn't hit their goal of uh, 60 million double crochet, double crochet stitches to like one stitch for every refugee around the world. So why double? Uh, because it's I, I don't know why they picked it um, but it's a fairly basic crochet stitch, but it goes pretty fast. Uh, there, I just did three of them. Um, did you see how quickly here? Do them again. Okay, there's... One, two, one, there's double crochet everywhere. It's two. just, like, everywhere. It is everywhere, yeah. Um, okay, you've just saved, you just solved all the world's problems through crochet. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so it's a big sort of, like, awareness-raising thing going on, and then also sending people comfy blankets to keep them warm and let them know that people care about them around the world. So that's something you know I've you're been sending doing. the crocheted blankets, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. They'll be warm. It doesn't they'll be matter. Warm. They, they make cold. great blankets. The wind will whistle through. <laughs> they'll be cold and they'll feel loved, but in fact, be freezing. Not all of them have holes. Some of them I've made haven't had holes. Okay. All right. But yeah. But this was my new talent of being able to crochet without looking or crochet in the dark, which and I've been doing in the movie theater all the time. And then I was able to watch your whole show without looking at my blanket, but also crochet. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, um. This leads to the fact that you are turning old. You're turning old this year. And you, this crocheting in the dark, was that one of your things? Uh, you yeah, it doing? was. It was on my list. I have a 30, a list. I have a 30 things to do the year I turn 30 list. And uh, getting a signature, an autograph from somebody famous in person. I just did that one right now with you. I made you sign my CD. I mean, I'm not really sure. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Your list is all done now. You perform for royalty. I'm pretty sure that counts as being famous. Um, Yeah, so I did that. I dyed my hair purple. Um, Oh, look, a bunny. Oh, it's a bunny. 
Oh, he doesn't want to get wet in those sprinklers. Oh, he did get wet in the sprinklers. <laughs> Poor little fiber bunny. <laughs> oh, now he's looking at the robin. Yep. Oh, he just did the shake because he was Oh, there's wet. another bunny. Maybe that's a bird. Yeah, there's a lot of nature here in Regina. Yeah, lots of bunnies. We saw one licking its foot by my house, remember? He just was holding its foot in his paws and giving it a big lick. <laughs> Seeing bunnies, though, was not on your list. No, it was not on my list. Um, but, yeah, like, I had things on my list, like going to a new country, so I went to Cuba, going snorkeling, uh, learning new crafting techniques. So, yeah, like, crocheting in the dark was one of my, one of my things. Starting a cult. No, no, that's not on You my could. List. No, I guess, but I don't have time for that. I'm all a right. teacher. I don't, I don't have time. And it takes a lot of Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go buy all of it. So, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else is on my list? Um, I was painting. Doing a paint night oh, yeah, was on your did, list. We did I read paint your list. night. Yeah. Um, and, oh, finishing or possibly just pulling out completely my first crocheted sweater that I started, like, four years ago. Did you finish it? No, I haven't finished it. I still haven't oh. looked at it yet. I'm pretty sure it's just going to get pulled out because I think it's too small. But I didn't really understand about ease when I started making it. But pulling it out doesn't so count like as completing something, does it? No, but my list said either frog or finish. Okay. My sweater. That's true. So I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be pull it out, but that's okay. How about kiss a llama? That could be on your list. Yeah, I don't have things. any llamas. Oh, I guess there's some llamas outside it's a Regina. Challenge. It's a challenge. That's, that's true. supposed to be easy. That's true. I have bonus items that I, that I add every once in a while, okay. so that could be a bonus item. If I, if I find plant a llama. Plant a tree. I planted trees before. I used to work at a nature center, and okay. we would do a tree planting okay. event every spring. Fine, okay. So it's not really a new thing. <laughs> but that's okay. You start a gang? Oh, and I, and I dressed up as uh, Daenerys Targaryen for and went to the fan expo. She does look exactly like Daenerys, I have to say. You basically are Daenerys. Plus, I had a crocheted dragon, so that was kind Except of... Except she had a crocheted dragon. <laughs> Otherwise, she was exactly like Daenerys. Pretty sure she'd be a knitter. What? No maybe. way. Crochet's maybe. way better. Maybe. It's way better. Wow. That guy's loud over there on his... Yeah, we're trespassing in an old folks' home right now. We needed to find somewhere to podcast, so we might be kicked out. At I'd... any time. Was being kicked out of an old folks' home on your list? <laughs> no, but it would be a bonus item if it happens. Okay, so... I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but it might. It might happen. <laughs> yes. So, what else have you been up to while you've been in Regina? Um, performing. What, what show are you performing? I'm performing a show, the music of Vera Lynn, and um, I'm performing it here, and then Winnipeg, and then Edinburgh, and still kind of working some things out with it. So it's interesting though, watching people sing yeah, or cry. Yeah, sing along and sing everybody or cry. Oh, people cry yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Like most of it, most of the way through. I don't, oh, and it's really happy, happy tears, I hope. And she was really old, like oh. nostalgic tears. Hopefully. I hope so, but it was, it's kind of hard not to start crying when this woman, because I have the house lights on so people can read their music. People cried when you saw it too. Oh, really? Yeah, there were two people crying then. Oh, and wow. it's like, it's really hard with people crying at me. Oh, my parents were crying. My, my dad was happily singing along. <laughs> um, yeah, no, people are crying. So I wow. need to sort of stop that I have to make them not cry I don't know that you can awkward. force people to not cry maybe you should dim the house lights a little bit more yeah maybe so <laughs> it's less distracting when they cry yeah and, and they're not always singing to the songs you think like you think that they would choose for sing-alongs I think I picked some of the wrong songs for the song sheets I oh, think I should pick some other songs because those are the ones they sort of know so just working out some things also the costume is so hot also, I have flea bites all over my legs, and they were looking at them the entire time. Well, I was looking at them. <laughs> Look at that. I was not looking they're at them. They're so... I mean, they're, they there's a ring. Oh. They're obvious on stage. Oh. So, yay, I, flea I bites. I didn't notice them. I was looking at your beautiful face and your Aww. lovely singing. 
Oh yeah, the flea bites are are not going away. Oh. I feel like they're just they're just more and more and more. How about the itchy patch from my cat? That's gone. Yay! That is not a flea bite. I can tell you because that would still be there, and I'd be scratching it and ripping at it right now. Oh well, I'm glad so. that I didn't purposely disfigure you with my. I mean, it cute could have been cat. your crochet. I was allergic to. We don't know that it was the cat. I suppose, but it's probably the cat. Possibly the cat. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'm doing, and I'm also going to be, I'm doing three shows in Edinburgh. I'm doing Piaf and Braille again, the Edith Piaf Jack Braille show, which is actually selling out. There's something like 120 tickets sold already for oh, wow. the shows, which is a lot, because other shows have like two. My right. other shows have like two. So that's the one you did last year? Yeah, so that's the one I did last year. So people are probably bringing their friends and telling their friends to go see it. Definitely, yeah. Yes. And I'm also doing Jazz Cat, the kids show, which I, I need to rework a little. There's, there's work to do, be done this summer. So that's what I'm doing, and I am knitting. Um, I, I have I saw proof of this she was last my year. House. Yeah, last year and this and year. And this year, it's the yeah. same thing. I'm knitting. I picked. I guess this is the Regina. I was going to Regina, and I thought oh, I need to bring knitting. Oh yeah, I'll bring this shawl. And um, luckily, I found the pattern again. Thank you, Deborah, who who found it for me. Um, so I with I, very little information. Right? You said, like, two things about the shawl, and she was like, oh, it's this one, and emailed it to well, you. because we never knit a shawl together. It's the only shawl, and I don't remember what it's called, but she does. It's a shawl with a ruffle. I think, I actually think Gigi had it. I think this is where it started. She had it, and I wanted her to give it to me, and she didn't. I thought my... There's Bunny again. Oh, hey, Bunny. I thought maybe she would give it to me, and then she didn't, because, you know, she loves it, and it's her shawl. So then I, I asked Deborah about it and her friend had actually sent her the pattern so she had the pattern and long story short she finished hers and mine is on needles that are too big two sizes too big on yarn that is one size too big and it's not finished so I'm working on it I don't know how I will finish it or if I will finish it but it's probably eventually oh wow okay it's getting even louder we'll just talk over it okay I guess okay um unless he comes here yeah this is really loud we try we could move back to the park, but it's it's so dangerous being here. Do you, you like might the get danger? The, it's danger you like back the danger? here. Maybe he'll leave. He goes around the corner. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it's made of Anzula, which is, that's one of my favorite yarns. It's very soft. With which to knit, because it's got all sorts of wonderful silk-like things in it. Probably a silk. Probably so, silk. Probably silk. So I, I love the colors. I was so Sabrina gave them to me as it's like a gift. Blue so. and a nice sort of fawn brown. Yeah. Kinda. She let me pick two colors and it was so hard. I was trying to match colors I wouldn't usually use or match, and yeah. I think I did really well. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yes. So that is what I'm knitting, I guess. I promised I promised someone a hat. Um, my friend Eric. Why do you keep promising people hats? It's actually the same person. Eric, <laughs> this is the third his third hat, but he asked for it in black. Oh. Oh, I know. I don't own any yarn in black, so I have to buy some. And I asked, you know, could it be gray black? And he said, new. No. He's South African. Oh, yeah. I can't do the accent. New, no, darling. I want it in black. <laughs> like, I can't do it. So You're I, just going to go blind while you do this. That's right? Funny. And, oh, geez. So I, I need to go buy some black yarn. You need to learn point. how to knit in the dark so that you can do it without looking at it. But, I mean, at least if the color's pretty, you get to think, look at this. Look how my skin tone looks so pretty with this lovely yeah. lime green or something <laughs> not oh it's just not even a color or it's all colors I guess if it's black it's all colors right but it's it's not purple it's all color yeah. you don't see the purple really that's so, true yeah Boo. so yes that is that is what I will be knitting yay the summer will be even better because I'll be <laughs> knitting a black male hat for someone who in Edinburgh does, yeah 
He did say that he loves the other two hats, but, but darling, they don't match anything that I wear. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so at least he'll wear it if it's black. He I may guess? get a navy hat. We'll see. I'm going to I'm going to negotiate this yeah. with him. Fair enough. I think Fair one enough. of his was brown. I think one was brown, and I don't know. So knitting drama. Yeah, knitting there drama. All right, I have a surprise for you. What? You get a present. I get a present, and you have to open it on air. Okay. Can it's you hear crochet. the crinkling? Crinkle. It's totally crochet. Crinkle, crinkle. One of them is just stuffed in there for show. It's so pretty. It's got sparkles. <laughs> it's like having... Wait, is it an animal? It's totally an animal. Oh my god, it's a crochet <laughs> gerbil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so cute. It's supposed to be a guinea pig, but I think it turned out like a gerbil. No, I can so add a tail cute. if he you needs need a tail. tail. Can you add a tail? I can add like a tail a blue right tail? now. No, I can make him a tail. I brought really? the yarn. Yeah. Yeah, he needs... Oh, he's so sad with no tail. <laughs> what should his name be? I don't know. He. I, I made him in that color because I was thinking of Big Red from the early episodes. Big Red the guinea pig? Yeah. I loved Big Red. Because it was supposed to be a guinea pig. But no, he totally turned out look, he looks looking like, like, like Oh, he's so gerbil. cute. He's going to go to Edinburgh with me. <laughs> I actually have another little buddy who's coming along. Nice. I actually haven't taken any pictures with him yet. It's a monster. That, oh, it's a it's monster? It's a knitted monster. Nice. Jess Maddie made it, I think, in 2012. And I love it. And Deborah's been using it in her apartment. And then I stole oh. it when I took all my stuff out. I thought that I'm I taking get... a picture of her with the adorable... <laughs> So yeah, Deborah was clearing things out, and I was getting rid of my things, and I thought, you know what? I'm taking the monster. And she hasn't noticed yet, and so she never listens to the podcast. That's true. She'll I, never know. She'll never know. She'll never know. It's the cutest monster. If she wants it back, we can discuss this. So between, what's, should his name be Big Red? I don't know. It's up to you. I think so. Is it a guy, or what do you think? Look I, I underneath. Don't know. I don't know. I, I, just this, see... I would say probably a female. Okay. Come on, Big Red. Here's your tail. How, how long of a tail do you want? They're pretty long. Like this long, I think. Okay, okay. So we can drape. I left my crochet hook, but that's okay because we just need a chain so I can do that with my fingers. Seriously? Yep. You finger crochet? Oh, yeah. Wow. That, oh, is, that a- is a really loud... Hold on. Maybe he'll finish quickly. Now we have two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe we should move. Do you want to go to the park? Sure. We're going to go to the park and we're going to continue. currently sitting in a different park not so much trespassing this time <laughs> no no this is a public place we're totally allowed to be here yes so we're it's quieter and and christine is making a gerbil tail a gerbil tail yes and we thought we would bring back words because we have so many words to bring back well two we each get a word i think that to be fair all right sounds good would you like to go first sure so melanie just asked me if i had any words to bring back and the only word I can think of is um, I, well, I'm a teacher and I... She's a not, teacher. I'm not really a math teacher, but I've been teaching math a lot recently because, you know, that's how they do things. So the word is vinculum. Any suggestion? Any thought what that might be? Vinculum. Um, the math word. That's all you get. Vinculum. It sounds like some sort of alternate pie. Mm, nope. No? Good guess, though. Vinculum. People who do math. Mm, nope. It's more fun being the one giving the words. I don't know. Vinculum, what is it? I feel like it sounds more like something to do with vampires. Maybe it does. But it's not. Um, It's the bar between the numbers and a fraction. Oh. Or like the dividing line. So, vinculum. So, if you ever, you know, want to impress people at a party, you can tell them what that. How would you use it in a sentence? (laughs) 
<laughs> an uh, everyday sentence. So we can write the fraction one half with a one, the vinculum, and then the two. Vinculum. So definitely use that every day. Yeah. Anytime you're talking about fractions. Yes. Dividing. Or any day. Exactly. You could use it when you're cooking. I guess. I want one vinculum two of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not exactly a... Uh, doesn't make things shorter it's a little more if you if you want to be particularly wordy i suppose you could use well life is about being pretentious and wordy Mm -hmm. so yes right do you have a word to bring back yes the word is perquisite perquisite if you say it britishly it's better oh it sounds like prerequisite like the class i need to take to take the next class except good you don't have to take any more classes because you're already a teacher right you have all the perquisites of being a teacher So perquisite is a formal way of saying perk. So if you really want to sound extra pretentious, don't just use vinculum. (laughs) Right. But also use perquisite. So you can say, you know, since I'm a knitter, my perquisite is to shun acrylic. Right. (laughs) Or since I'm a crocheter, my perquisite is to... Make adorable gerbils? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, the tail's almost done. Is his tail, is that the right length for his tail? I think that is... Although you said she was a she, but oh, right, she. gender is fluid. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that... Do, do, do you think she really has a gender identity? I don't know. I mean, yes, she, but she doesn't have a little gerbil penis. So that's true. <laughs> she might have a gender identity, but she doesn't have the hardware to back it up <laughs> right now. Family friendly, family friendly. Right. Right. Right, that. Is that a good length for her tail? Yes. Okay. I think that's perfect. That sounds good. So those are our two words, and good luck with bringing those back. Right. <laughs> You'll need it. <laughs> So, for this next segment, I thought we could each rant about something. Okay. <laughs> um, do you, you I have so many things. I have to pick one. Um, but do you have anything that particularly tickles your ire at the moment? Uh, well, something we were talking about this week. I was, knew it. Uh, I knew that would be yours because yeah, yeah. I was ready with that in case you weren't. Yep. Yeah was this whole uh, trend of, you know, everybody's heard about helicopter parents, and uh, Melanie didn't know that actually some extreme helicopter parents are actually going with their child to a job interview. or Like their adult children? Yes, or they're talking to, they're, they're the ones calling up their professors at university, um, or demanding things of professors. And uh, my, my husband's a prof at the University of Regina, and he already is super annoyed with the entitlement of students. And uh, I'm, he hasn't yet had a, a parent call in on behalf of their student, but I'm pretty sure he's ready with quite the rant for the day that that happens, because he really ranting is basically his teaching style. So that I sort of pity the parent that tries that with him, because it's not going to go well. So how, do, how does a parent go to a job interview? What do they do? What do they say? I don't know. They just... They just I mean, and it's all very well-meaning, right? They don't, they don't want their child to, to make mistakes that'll, you know, wreck their career or whatever. What, like but bringing I'm, your parent to the I'm job interview? Pretty sure, yeah, like they're trying to protect their child from failure, which, you know, is understandable that you want your child to be successful, but, you know, mistakes are an important part of life. and It's okay uh, to fail sometimes, except, yeah. you know, for other people. Yeah, right. You've never <laughs> failed ever, right? Never, no, no, no never, perfect. never. Just, yeah, me too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Although yeah. you did give me a gerbil without a tail. 
Well, okay. That was an artistic he, he, choice. He started as a as a baby guinea pig, and then he turned out looking like a gerbil. And so I asked you if you wanted a tail, but I True. was prepared. I brought stuff. Y- you were prepared. Tail. Plus, your mom didn't come along to explain to me about this. Right, but you did meet both of my parents. <laughs> your parents were lovely. Her parents came to the airport to pick me up. Yes. They were so sweet. My parents were visiting the whole time that Melanie was here until last night. Um, and so they, yeah, we, we went for lunch with them twice. Yeah, they were so nice. And uh, you helped my dad with the Canada crossword. But I didn't give you a job interview, which he chose to attend on your right. behalf. Right, no, my parents, or no, my parents would not have done that. They never did. And uh, Yeah, because yeah. in our day, in our day. In our day. In our day. parents so old. So old. Parents <laughs> didn't go to job interviews with their kids. No, that's not what you My did. mom drove me to job interviews. Yeah, my parents. But she stayed in the car. Yeah, and they're like... You know, go get her. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, you still have to let them do it on their own. Right? Yeah. So this is a constant concern in schools, and uh, and we worry about our students not not having life skills um, as they go out into the real world. And But sometimes our hands are tied, and we're, we have to deal with these parents. And What do you think changed? Because when I was in school, failure, it was every, I mean, failure was a th- Okay, for example, I am maybe not the most physically adept person, despite occasionally trying in the world. I can ski, ski well, I can bike, I you can, can be a dancing swim, player. I could do that yeah. once in a while. But um, generally, I'm not. I was the shortest kid in school also. I was also the youngest by almost a year. So, yeah, that didn't go so well on track and field day, where they gave red for first place. There was, then there was blue, then there was green, then there was some other color, then the white for effort. Yeah, and so I would come home, Deborah would come home with her handful of reds, and I'd have a <laughs> stack of whites. Aww. So they really, not everyone was a winner. Yeah. And that was okay. Actually, it wasn't okay. But it was but okay. you survived. Yeah, because I won all the singing competitions. That helps. And the, sometimes the spelling competitions. So I did okay. But, you know, you do need to learn what it feels like to fail so you never try again. <laughs> or so that you know that it won't be the end of you, right? Like, right. I took some really hard math classes in high school, and up until that point, I had done very well in everything, and then I learned real fast in grade 10, grade 10 pre-IB math. Ooh. I, I learned real fast that, you know, the world didn't end when I failed a test, and then failed another test, and then failed another test. Because that's calculus, right? Uh, no, it wasn't calculus. It was just incredibly hard. It was just, yeah, really, really hard. Um, I did not make it into IB math, which is crazy hard. Um, Neither did I. But my friends and I learned, learned how to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of my friends managed to get a 7% on a test. Wow. And that became the new, you know, whenever anybody got a bad grade or anything <laughs> went wrong in our lives, we said, well, at least it's not 7%. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Well, they had these not really standardized tests. You could choose to take them and you could win an award in grade nine, these math tests. And it was multiple choice. I took it. And seriously, it was like a monkey writing a novel. I did really, really... I got the second highest score in the province. I didn't know what I was doing. Were these the ones from the University of Waterloo? I think so. Yeah, they still do those. Yeah, so I got this award and everything, and I had no idea. I, so I, anyway, I failed math basically all the way through school, except for this one test, and it was a monkey writing Dickens. <laughs> so, but it could, it, it could keep coming up as, but Melanie did this. It's okay. She's actually not bad at math. And I, I'm, I'm quite good at simple math in my head, definitely, yeah. but I made it up to factoring. Yep. Which is great yep. partway yep. through grade ten, you know. I yep. anyway. The point is, my students were still terrible at that. But it's fun. But yeah. factoring was fun, I think. Yeah. Compared to the rest, and it was in French. But I guess my point is, math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Right. So the really important thing is now you know what a binculum is. Yes, and I can do percentages because living in New York City, doing calculating tips constantly, oh, yeah. I'm That's, very, very good at percentages. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm always shocked when people can't do them. But he has so a tail. cute. He has so a cute. Tail. She has big a tail. red. So cute. But big red was a boy, so I don't know. Well, this is big red, the girl. She, she's going to put her tail here, hold it on her back. Well, the, I actually thought you were going to rant about something else. Oh, fidget sticks. Oh, fidget, fidget spinners, spinners, whatever they are. Oh, they're crazy too. Yeah. They luckily they came up pretty late in the year. Right. And so by the time they were getting popular, it was only like the last few weeks and you can't keep their attention then anyway. And these high school kids actually brought them to high school. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were bringing fidget spinners in high school and I know lots of schools banned them. Our school never banned them. I never usually had more than one in a class at a time. But doesn't and, that pull the attention from everybody else? I mean, eat. yeah, the people around them. And so if students were sitting there spinning it like above the table mm-hmm. or or sort of flashing it around, some of them have lights on them. Yeah, they do. Um, I, the ones that were in my class mostly didn't. I had I did see one kid turn around and tell a kid that that was distracting. Please put it away. Good for them. Which I was. They're like, already bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Nice kid because, after my own heart. Because really, like having fidgets is totally fine. Like I have plasticine, like play-doh in my classroom. I have other fidgets that are silent. Um, so this sticks. is a thing. I didn't realize yeah. kids were allowed to fidget. Like having fidgets is something that can help you, especially if you have like ADHD or if you just have like a little bit of extra energy. Um, having something to play with to, to keep up that part of your brain. I mean, it's the same reason that lots of people would say that, you know, knitting or crochet helps you focus on whatever you're watching or listening to. I don't like agree. Concert, but oh, right. Totally there's, agree. There's ev- I agree. It's actually like learning evidence for this though. Um, and so having something to do with your hands, um, helps you to take up some of that nervous energy and then you can focus your sort of cognitive energy on Hmm. what's going on. And so fidgets are a thing. Like I keep a cup of, um, stir sticks, like plastic stir sticks Mm -hmm. in my classroom and then kids can chew on those or like play with them, but it's not as annoying as like tapping a a pen on a desk, clicking the pen. Um, and so those things are totally fine. The problem with the fidget spinners is that, um, they are mostly just distracting. Um, they don't necessarily give the... Because you spin it once and it goes and goes and goes. Right. And so they're not usually giving you the same kind of constant um, ability to use the energy. I have heard some people say that it helps them. But most of the people who are playing with them are not playing with them because they needed to help them focus. Right. They're just playing with it because it's a toy they think they're allowed in class. Right. So luckily I just saw an article saying that fidget spinners are over. Good. Whew. So hopefully I won't have to deal with that in the fall. Right. Because um, it's high school and they're bringing toys to class. Right. So eh, we'll see. If they show up again in the fall, I think I'll probably say, you know, if, it, if it's, you know, if it's on your lap under your desk. Right. And it's just for you and nobody around you notices and it doesn't have lights or sounds. Some they of have the sounds? Cheap, some of the cheaper ones, you can hear them. <laughs> like they sort of squeak or uh, they make like a whirring sound and the, the better quality ones are silent. But yeah, like the cheap ones you buy at the gas, like I literally saw some at a gas station yesterday. Um, and those ones are more annoying. So hopefully they'll be over by the time... School starts up again in the fall. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Keep fidgeting, kids. This is your only yeah, chance. Exactly. Get it out over the summer. I mean, I know when I was in school, granted, okay, I hope she doesn't listen. She might listen because she's my Facebook friend. But my high school teacher, who she was very young, she was something like 22. Yeah. Um, and it was another time. I feel so old. But, oh, my God. She had us just write notes. That's all she did is put notes on an overhead, and we copied them. And I had the worst handwriting, so I really didn't copy them very well. <laughs> And it was so boring. Um, I don't know my point. Anyway, high school's hard. You fidgeted with stuff? You doodled with stuff? Just watched the clock and wept inside, (laughs) basically. 
a friend of mine was playing with a stress ball in class, and I think our teacher might have been talking about like the marks you needed to get into the next level of science or something. Mm-hmm. And so she was a little stressed out, and she was squeezing the stress ball, and it exploded all over her desk. Oh no! And they're full of like cornstarch. So there was cornstarch <laughs> everywhere. Oh no! Uh, poor girl. I guess I need to think of something legitimate. Yeah, you were There's supposed to rant about something. I thought you had something. I have. I have so many things. I just don't know. The, the last hate mail we got was someone going on about not, you know, maybe not being so negative. Oh. <laughs> so you can rant about something good. I'm trying to think about something good to rant about. Well, I can think of one thing. I, I may have already ranted about it. And I know, okay, you know what? Come down on me, parents. I don't care. If your kid's on an airplane on an iPad, turn the sound off. Oh, yeah. This happens again and again. And honestly, I don't care if that's the only way to keep your child quiet. There are earphones. Mm-hmm. And... If you forgot some, you can buy some on the plane. Yeah, and if you don't want earphones on your kid, turn the sound off. It's okay. Um, I, I guess I don't understand how. It's one thing if the kid is upset. It's one thing if the kid is in pain. But if they're just playing a game on the iPad, turn the sound This happens again and again. And I think it's usually people who aren't used to flying. Yeah. And I know flying with a child is probably hard. I'm sure, but I, I'm sure it's super stressful. But I chose to not listen to my iPod out loud if I don't have one. That's yeah. why that influenced the choice. <laughs> but you're not going to play like a podcast out loud. Right? I should. But I wouldn't because I just, I don't really, and it's not the kid doing it. It's not a kid being obnoxious. It's a parent being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if that is the only way to make your kid not cry, maybe. But I don't, it isn't because whenever, you know, I talk to the flight attendant and they talk to the parent um, and they turn it off sometimes, the kid is fine with it. They don't even notice. Yeah, the kids are so addicted to the screen and colors and things on the screen. They don't notice when the sound is off. I've, we've had people over at our house. We don't have kids, but lots of our friends. I don't have kids either. Yay! Yay! Kids! Yay, still have a life. I mean, I'm a teacher. I like kids. I perform for kids. Kids are great. But but when our friends bring their kids over to our house, we'll put on, like, Netflix kids or Mm -hmm. Pixar movie or something, and we'll usually be sitting in the same room, and we'll want to turn off the sound, or we want to play our music or something, and the kids are perfectly happy to watch Paw Patrol or whatever with no sound. They know what's going on. And they're just happy to follow the story, especially if it's a movie they've seen 12 times anyway. Exactly. They have, they, the kids are like little sponges, so they already have all the words in their head. They do. Yeah. So I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. That, that makes me a little crazy. Yeah. But especially some when the parents turn around and tell you that you don't deserve to have children. That has happened a couple times. What? Yes. I don't, I just, I don't understand why they're so angry about it. Yeah. So that. We're not trying to say like that parenting is easy and we know what. But flying a lot is also hard, so yeah. turn off the sound. Yeah. And it, being stuck on a... It's usually on a small plane, too. You're in a small plane, it's not that long a flight, and you're exhausted, and you yeah. just don't want to hear... Anyway, the sound of knitting is <laughs> comforting enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that um, that is is one rant that I had. No, no, not today. <laughs> not with a crocheter right here. Oh, she called my knitted blanket crochet. I just want to point out... Well, I just made the assumption that if we went to your house and saw a blanket, it wouldn't be knitted. <laughs> and then you tried to argue with me that it was crochet. It really did look like crochet. It's definitely garter stitch. As a knitting my journalist. First, my first knitting <laughs> knitted blanket that my cat was sleeping on um, in the window. And it was in garter stitch, just like your shawl. Okay, but my <laughs> shawl is not finished, so we don't refer to it yet. It's, it's part of a shawl. It's it not a, a full shawl. It's true. It's true. Okay. Um, what other adventures do we get up to? 
I don't know. There wasn't a moose this year. There wasn't a moose. You had a moose song. We recorded a podcast last year and it got lost because of me. So the SD card is... It, at in some point, it, no, it's somewhere in my mom's house. It will turn up. <laughs> and then we'll have a really old podcast Yeah, segment. exactly. And we'll play it about the moose. Yeah, last year, in so the, the, to, to back up here, since you haven't heard that segment, um, last year in Regina, there was a moose that wandered into town. And there's a big lake in the middle of town called Wascana Center. And uh, the moose decided to go swimming in the lake and hang out at the lake. For several days. For this, several this days. This was a thing. And this was during the fringe. And so while Melanie was here, we went and had a picnic at the park mm-hmm. and we tried to find the moose but he was he was hiding and then eventually the moose uh went to the cbc which is was which our, you were at the cbc i was at the cbc but not the day the moose that's he walked quite a while though if the if the pond the lake well, is over the there lake, and the cbc's over, over there too. like the lake is big oh okay so he, he was swimming around there was awesome pictures last summer of the the moose swimming moose watch people, um canoeing in the lake and, uh, yeah, he eventually wandered to the CBC and apparently either stopped an uh, interview, like a, a guest, um, on the CBC from getting to their car or from getting from their car to the CBC for their interview. It was moose drama. The moose was in between the car and the CBC. So, you know, in the most Canadian thing ever, the moose was, you know, tranquilized and taken safely out of the city from the CBC. So he knew, he knew that was where he could go get attention. Absolutely. We all get do. Help. Yes, get help. Get the help you needed. <laughs> So you live here in Regina. Yep. What are some highlights? That's okay. We can talk about highlights of your lovely city. So if you're if you're driving across Canada for whatever reason, yep. Why why Regina? What would you do here? It was built in a bog. Yes, unfortunately. So there's a lovely river valley just a little bit north of the city uh, called the Capel Valley, and that's where the railroad was originally supposed to go through. Mm-hmm. So that's where Regina should have been uh, at Fort Capel. But whoever owned the land here. I think his name was Dudney, and we unfortunately have a, na- a street named after like him. Like Dudney Avenue? Yeah. Um, he uh, he owned this chunk of land around here, and he bribed somebody at the CPR to, to build the railway through here so that his land would be more valuable. Ah, it worked. It worked. And so they basically built Regina and parts of Regina on a, on a swamp um, that they filled in, and uh, it has really clay soil, so all of our basements have cracks in them. Okay. So it's a bit of a shock moving from... Uh, I, from Calgary originally. I know, I know, Edmonton, Calgary. But we can get along. Um, and Knit or crochet. There's so many things. There's so many I things. Know. We shouldn't be friends, really. Or star-crossed lovers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I gave you a gerbil, so it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, so when we moved here and tried to buy a house, um, we were kind of shocked at the fact that all the basements had cracks. And then we realized... And no one cared. Everyone was and, just and like, yeah, was it's like, a crack. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, so we actually bought the first house that we saw after looking at seven more and realizing that that first house was really good, actually, compared to the house that had a hill in the middle of the living room. Wow. Um, Jeez. So do you finish the basement then? I mean, do you fix the cracks? Our basement um, was finished when we moved in, and they supposedly braced the walls, which is what you're supposed to do to keep the walls from cracking and, you know, your house falling down. Um, but they didn't have an engineer's report, and it was all behind oh, walls. Right. So they had no way to prove that it had been done. We're pretty sure it hadn't been done. Um, but our house has been standing since the 40s, so I, I guess it's probably okay. Yay! You haven't died yet <laughs> no, in the house. Died yet. So that's good. And the house hasn't been, you know, getting more, more wonky. Like that's good. It, it seems to be fairly stable, so that's good. So that's one thing yeah. about Regina is so, cool crack basements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not really a selling feature, though. 
Well, it's a feature. We have a giant uh, lake in the middle of the city. Oh, and the airport's right by the middle of the city. The airport is really easy to get to, yeah. It's all of like a four-minute drive from my house. Amazing, because in Edmonton it's an hour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, even, you know, my parents live really near the airport in Calgary, but it's still a 15-minute drive. And for us, it's literally about five minutes. Wow. Um, But it's not that loud, because there aren't that many flights. Um, So it's easy to get in and out of Regina, so you can get places. Mm -hmm. Um, And nice quick flight from, from Edmonton, from Calgary, yeah. Except there isn't a direct flight from Edmonton. Oh, no? No, I was... You have to go through Calgary. Oh, yeah. So, even though it would be an hour and ten minutes... Wait, I did go on a direct... Never mind, there is a direct flight. I was on it a few days ago. There's no direct flight on Air Canada. There is on WestJet. I think that's the problem. Anyway, so, yes, there... Never mind, I was on it. There is a direct flight. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, the... Yeah, the airport... So, it's easy to get in and out of Regina. Um... There's a lovely park in the middle of town and uh, parks all along the creek that runs through the city. Um, the the lake, I think, is one of the... I think it's the largest urban park in Canada, maybe, or one of them. You have the longest bridge. There's something about we that the bridge. the longest bridge over the shortest span of water. Yes. Yep, yep. Because it's a little tiny creek that comes out, but the bridge goes for like three blocks. It's just down there, right? Yep, yep. it's on Albert Street. Um, Named after Prince Albert. Yep, and the main streets in town are Victoria and Albert, who were the monarchs at the time. Right. And Regina, I know, it sounds, it's the city that rhymes with fun. Uh, it really <laughs> should be Regina, but, The you know. city that rhymes with fun. Yep, yep. Um, and, yeah, funny story about that, uh, you know, the, the Super Bowl, that's like a football thing. Yeah, who knows, know. sports is this, hard. This city is insane about CFL football, the riders are like a religion here. That's Canada Football League for you not... Yeah, Canadian Football Canadians. League. Canadians. Yeah, um, and... The riders are the only uh, professional sports team in the province, and so it's like a crazy religion. It is here. a cult. That's could it's have been you could have started a cult yeah. like yeah. that. People would have joined. It's true. Um, but anyway, what was I saying about that? Uh, Kool Aid. No, no, that was earlier. Cult Victoria and Albert. Oh right, the the football story. So when um, the oh I'm not going to remember who it was, the Seahawks maybe. I don't know, in a recent uh, NFL Super Bowl, there was a guy from Regina who was, I think there is John Ryan, and he actually is an alumni of my school that I teach at, which is Ooh. kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so they, they interviewed him at some point, you know, in the lead up to the Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl, and everybody thought, well, they misheard Regina, and everybody thought that uh. he was from somewhere, and everybody's freaking out about this place name that it, it, it's Regina people it's Regina with it an R rhymes, it just rhymes with fun you know yeah well I have to say along this theme I saw your lovely fireworks as Canada Day oh yes and I don't know if you saw the pictures online I saw the picture you posted um yeah unfortunately I didn't take that picture because I wanted to enjoy the fireworks so I took a few pictures and then put the camera down but they did some heart-shaped fireworks that didn't look like hearts wasn't a heart that was the most phallic heart I have ever seen I mean it wasn't a heart people it yeah, it was now. I mean, it was romantically based, but not a heart. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you should look at this on Facebook. I, yeah, I will post the photo because that was not a fat. Everybody, there were all these kids going, "Oh, look, look at this!" And the parents are the parents just gasped. Everyone was just <laughs> gasping because it was so clearly uh, the male counterpart to Regina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, up in the sky in bright red dots. Yeah. So that was that was glorious. This I have is to not say, really selling Regina either. It made yeah. my Canada one fifty. <laughs> It did. That's true. That's true. We have we have a good food scene here, though. Mm-hmm. We've taken you to a couple of restaurants here. There's really good Indian and really good Thai, and we have excellent, yeah, lots of different 
lots of different restaurants here in town. Really good, really good food. Um, there's a bit of a live music scene. We've got the Fringe Festival. True. There's a there's a folk festival in the summer, which we never get to see because we're always away. And there's a knitting store. Yes, unfortunately. Well, we used to have a really nice knitting store, and then unfortunately she retired because she like wanted to knit hang out with her grandchildren and she actually has what? an alpaca farm so i think she wanted to hang out with her alpaca more okay um but sadly so our knitting group used to meet there that's the knitting group you met last year mm-hmm. um we used to meet there and now we meet at the library and so the only knitting store left in town is run by a couple but the only person you ever see there is the creepy guy oh dear and they they don't have any prices on any of their stuff oh so you have to ask the slightly creepy old man um, about the prices, and you kind of have the feeling that he just makes them up off the top of his head. Right. Um, yeah, so I really avoid going there unless I need, you know, this size needle today. Right. Or something, um, and I can't order online in time. Yeah, so sadly, knitting stores not so much, although it is like two blocks from where you're staying. It is, but it was closed. We walked past it today, and it was closed. Yes, I tried to force her to go. I tried to create some knitting content, people. Yeah, well, you know, it failed. Well, we talked about my shawl. That was knitting. It is eventually going to be done. Although, the problem is, I think you're supposed to have three skeins of yarn. And you only have two? I think it's two colors and one color, and I have two of each color. Like, one of each color. So I'm not exactly sure how to do the single color ruffle, because I don't think you want to stripe a ruffle. Right. So I'm I'm working through this. Interesting. About how to deal with this. You might have to hit a knitting store. I don't know that I can match. It's so pretty. I don't know that I can match this. And I don't. I could do the ruffle in yet a third color. I just don't think it might be a small ruffle or no ruffle. So Maybe you can have the people at Anzula send you a ball of yarn. It, they're just... To your next location. I could, I could ask. Sabrina's busy. She's uh, she's off having adventures. So, oh, yeah. she's off. hard to send might be a little stuff hard. in Edmonton or Winnipeg. Yeah, but we're not there yet. There's still, there's still <laughs> lots of knitting before any ruffle comes It'll into... It'll probably be next year before then anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm committing to this. I'm committing. I am knitting this. It's it's so it's pretty. It's summer shawl. It is quite pretty. I mean, it's more winter heavy, but yes, it will be my but summer shawl. But it'll be shawl. Your, some, your fringe summer project. Yeah, I, what I really want to do, I have I have these gorgeous balls of yarn from um, Buffalo Wool Company, and I'd like to, there's a shawl I'd like to knit out of that, but I need to wind it. I tried and it broke because it's tiny it's really thin wool and I'm not good at winding on the winding machine so yes I need to do that at some point mom will do that at some point yes so probably give it to somebody else yeah (laughs) to do yeah and then get it back yeah so yeah I guess that's anything else to talk about you're still crocheting I am still crocheting he's so she is so cute she's so cute I'll take pictures of her all summer she's coming on adventures she can be like your your travel buddy yeah she's easy to pack she's easy to pack i didn't want to make you anything too she's very thank you she's so cute i love her and i guess that's it um sure keep knitting keep crocheting keep crocheting crocheting so much or whatever You've been listening to episode 170, what was it? 174. <laughs> All right, of the Savvy Girls podcast. If you'd like to reach us, I'm really bad at this. If you'd like to reach us, 
Savvy Girls Podcast on Twitter, Savvy Girls Podcast on Ravel, no, Ravelry, but also Facebook. And I have a webpage. You should look at it, melaniegall.com. And I'm Melanie Presents also on Twitter. And yeah, just email me. It's nice to get comments if they're good. If they're not good, you know we're going to read them on the show. Actually send them, please. Um, and that's all. Until next time. Tend to your, your knitting, knitting, kitten. Strikes? Well, don't shout. I'll shout. I'll shout if I want to. And do you know why?